You think you know me. Welcome back to Pastamania, everyone, your wrestling time capsule. I'm your host, Adam, joined as always by Jesse. Yeah, my voice doesn't suck this time. <laughs> and noobs. Every time this song plays, I'm just like, it's, you can see me mimicking uh, it like I'm fucking Miles Kenny, just like, yeah! Yeah, it's so good. Like, I'm going nuts. Oh. I, I have gotten really into the chug parts, like, just... That is such a nice little thing. Like just the, some like mar- the, Mark Tremont is really good. Yeah, just like the part right at the very beginning. Yeah. He knows how to lead shit in. He's so underrated. Well, the best part is that's this song, like this version of this song, is such a different version of the real song. Like, if you haven't heard the real song in a while, like it starts off with this like nice like drum fill kicking in. Yeah. And then just kicks right that. And then it kicks right into it that that part that we're talking about that chug 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 yeah. part that's at the end of the song once yeah like yeah yeah this is like the last half of the song first they do a great job editing this song like and yeah. oh man it's it's there is a fine art to the wrestling ent- entrance song and it's I think yeah. one of the reasons why you don't have many licensed songs for wrestling entrance songs is uh, most likely you kind of have to write for it because you need. Back in Grantland, back in the day, I think I think it was Bill Simmons wrote this great article about like what makes a great wrestling entrance song, and it's like you have to have the big hit that immediately like first millisecond everybody's on their feet. You have to have that yes. hit. You have to have yep. about ten to twenty seconds of bombast. You need to, or about thirty seconds of bombast. But then it needs to go back down as they are getting in the ring, and then you need to have another crescendo when they're in the ring and like they're getting on the turnbuckle or doing whatever they're doing. Like that is the the cadence of a great wrestling entrance thing, and it's it's very difficult to do with like like cult of personality worked because it, it that felt like just the, the 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 structure of that song feels like they wrote that to be a wrestling yeah. entrance. But even cult and in, this fire. Both yeah, of punk yeah, songs. Absolutely. But even with Cult of Personality, they had to add the static to give it that hit. Yeah. Um and, yeah. and and so like that's like those are the best wrestling themes. And like this song, they took Real. a song that wouldn't work as a as a great wrestling theme, and they just kinda like went into audacity and shifted some things around and created yeah. a masterpiece. Yeah. yeah. I still incredible. feel one of the one of the one songs that was never used WWE WWF wise, CKY's '96 Quite Bitter Beings, yeah, should have been a hit yeah. of a song. Like that's a 
That's a ECW original guy right there. That's like something for fucking Too Cold Scorpio or something. That's oh, fair. Yeah. That's when very think, fair. Yeah, you say CKY, <laughs> I immediately think ECW. Like, like Ball, Balls Mahoney oh would have been God. great with that. <laughs> that like, if, if, boy, if, if that don't scream blue meaning, I don't know what does. That. Ooh, ooh, oh, ooh, shit, ooh, it does. Oh, God. Adam, why'd you just do that to me? I just got way too excited. <laughs> I never wanted to make a Blue Meanie tribute video before. God, Gosh. so we are here to discuss oh, back in a Blue Meanie. Uh, no, no, no. Speaking of Blue Meanie, this this pay per view sucked. Fuck you! I, I liked it. I think, uh, I think there's has, one good match. I think it has very high highs and very mediocre everything else. I, I don't think anything on it is fully terrible but i don't think i think a lot of it's forgettable uh which i there think is two good matches you could noobs. argue i, I fight you argue, this entire run <laughs> uh, no i think there's two good matches i think i'm i'm willing to agree but again there's two good matches and some forgettable matches but we will we will get there uh this was on april 30th 2006 uh all right i want to see if y'all can guess the number one song it is one of the biggest one hit wonders of all time 2006 2006 bad like, day by daniel bad day by face? daniel powder got yep. it in one yep. yeah because we, we did fucking did we this man about this. Yep. i was gonna guess paralyzer no no Finger that was their second hit because that's one 2006 thing was i know i know yeah. trust me no finger yeah. 11 has a lot of hits you shut the yeah. fuck up but <laughs> that's so the great. one thing I'm going with. I love we're gonna do this every single Listen, fucking episode. I was this we isn't a joke Kang for me next. though. We have yeah, no, we no. have fake Kang down the road. This is gonna. Be I great. was I was driving the other day and I was thinking just like should I keep needling that finger eleven sucks joke? Is that like is that a good running joke? And I was like yeah. Uh, I number... can give you like three or four songs that you would fucking love <laughs> oh, no, from finger them. Eleven's fine. Uh, their last album for some reason I decided to just see how they'd done like in 2015 it sounds like fucking clutch and I was just shocked huh. yeah it's beautiful yeah. god I, never I remember one time I was riding around with my friend Josh it's like 2008 and we were talking about the band Stained like I think a Stained song came on the radio and we talked about how all Stained songs kind of sound the same and how they never changed and he was like, is Stain Except put out a for new... one. Yeah, and he was like, has Stain put out a new album anytime lately? Yeah. And I looked it up on Wikipedia, and I just died laughing. He said, what? I said their last album was called The Illusion of Progress. Yeah, you've told me that. Ah! That's just, the album, that's just... However, the album after that was their last album, 2011, and they decided to go hard one more time, and then they haven't put anything out since. Yeah, that 2011 album is amazing. Uh, the number one movie? Is this is a movie that doesn't exist? Uh, if I may, <laughs> so um, oh god, what's about to happen? So I I've been listening to his podcast called Blank Check. Uh, it's about filmographies, uh, directors who have a lot of success early on and are given a series of blank checks to make passion projects. It's a fun show. I recommend it. I really like one of the co-hosts. He plays Arthur on The Tick on Amazon. I kind of hate the other oh, wow. guy because he's a film critic. Uh, uh yeah. he's fine though. It's fine. It's it's very enjoyable. <laughs> and they they do at the end of every episode, and it's half the reason I listen because like they'll do the box office game where they'll be talking about a movie, and they'll be like, "All right, we're gonna play the box office game." 
we're going to go through the top five movies. And Griffin Newman, the guy who plays Arthur on the Tick, who's one of the co-hosts, has an encyclopedic knowledge of various box offices. And I will also play along. And I like he he gets like a ninety five percent hit, and I'm sitting at like sixty five. Like I'm. Anyway, but, but every now and again, they'll be like, all right, number two doesn't exist. This movie doesn't exist. This is the movie RV. Does anybody oh, remember God. the movie RV? Oh, RV. yeah, with Robin Williams. With Robin it Williams and Jeff Daniels. And it was, um, yeah, um, I, I, just so I remember a, a line from the fucking trailer where or maybe I actually watched the movie, but it always stuck with me because of how bad it was. It was a little brother who hated his older sister or yep. whatever. Yep. And, um. She was like scared of raccoon or something. He's like, "Don't worry, the raccoon won't get you. He's not on the South bitch diet." And I was like, "That's a bad fucking joke. What is yeah. this?" Yeah, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's Robin Williams and Cheryl Hines. Josh Hutcherson was the kid. Oh uh, God. Um, and the 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 daughter was JoJo. She was a pop singer. Oh and... wow! So real quick, um, my girlfriend is obsessed with JoJo. As yeah. in, like, you should watch like... RV. God no. <laughs> I can't believe that. That's so Date weird. Yep. But like, so they're the same age. And so um, my girlfriend has always like vicariously lived through her career and always hated yeah. when she got like screwed over and stuff. Like when she, she went and saw her in concert in a couple months ago oh, wow, and saw cool. like her B-side shit. Like that's oh, how nice. much she knows about her stuff. Sweet. Also, uh, JoJo's last name is Levesque. The second yes, person I've yes, known with the yeah, last yeah, name yeah, Levesque. Yeah. Okay, that too. When she told me that, I looked at her really hard for five minutes and it was starting <laughs> to like scare her because she didn't understand what was running through my goddamn brain. It's just like, is she like, related to Triple H? Like, a big Uncle Paul? What like, the fuck? Like, like, how would you describe her nose? Would you use the term bulbous? <laughs> Or, or gargantuan. No, actually, the yeah. first question I asked her is like, does she have uncles? Keep <laughs> <laughs> going from there. God, They're not related. I checked okay. this. Yeah. It Cause sucks because like, I want it. I want a fucking Sasha Banks Snoop Dogg shit with this. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want RV2 starring. It's, listen, you do an R- a crossover with RV and was it and the, the chauffeur? The, yeah, the chaperone. That's yeah, it. The oh, I was going to bring it up. Oh my God. This is so <laughs> wow. Uh, Can we fucking talk about wrestling now? I'm done. Fun I'm facts. already burnt out. Fun fact, I uh, saw RV in theaters. I still don't remember how, but it happened. Oh, I got one. I got one that can top you on that. Okay. I saw a Master of Disguise in theaters. Ooh. I saw um. I saw Turtle, R-I-P-D Turtle. RPD in theaters. RPD. RIPD. That's a weird movie. That's a bad movie. I got. I got one. I saw Happy Feet in theaters twice. But Happy Feet's good. Happy Feet's fine, but I shouldn't Happy have Feet's seen it adorable. twice. You shouldn't have yeah, seen it twice. Yeah, why did you see it a second time? I, I think it was like I had some friends and we were going to the movies and we couldn't think of anything to see. I got another one. I saw Balls of Fury in theaters. That's Ooh. a movie that doesn't exist. Isn't Balls, of, Balls Fury, of Fury? Was that the skating one? No, Balls of Fury was the one with the guy who was in, he's in Fantastic Beasts Oh, that's now. that ping he's pong. He's the ping pong movie with Christopher Walken. See, I yeah. was thinking of I was thinking of the Will Ferrell and John Hedder ice skating oh, is movie. Blades of Fury. That's Blades yeah. of Fury, and that's one Bl- of the Blades best Will Ferrell movies. That's a good movie. Yeah, Dan I love Fogler. That. That's one of my favorite Will Ferrell movies. Yeah. I'm not fucking lying. Wow, Dan, yeah. interesting. Dan Fogler yeah. was that guy who was like a big thing for a short period of time, where he was like this schlubby guy who was like yeah. nerdy and still lived in the 80s, and he was now in, he's like, just a schlub guy doing the Fantastic, yeah, doing Fantastic Beast movies Beasts, as but a sidekick. Like, but like he was in Fanboys and Balls of Fury and taking Woodstock, and they were like, 
Man. Right, maybe not. Uh, the, okay, so, yeah. Real quick, real quick. Jesse just stated his favorite Will Ferrell movie. Okay. Adam. My favorite Will Ferrell movie? Yep. Oh, God. I'll always <laughs> have a soft spot for Talladega Nights. I really yeah, like about, Talladega that's Nights. That's around there for me, too. I saw that in theaters, too. Okay. Yeah. My, mine is a very deep cut. It's uh, The Ladies' Man, that SNL movie. Oh, man. Whoa. The uh, one... The one... Uh, Tim Meadows I didn't movie. know you were 40. The one, the one attempt at Karen Parsons, a.k.a. Hillary Banks, of having a movie career, because she was the, the female lead in that movie. Yep, she was. Yeah. Yeah, no, the, that movie... If you haven't seen it in a while, Tim Meadows is hilarious, and that movie's great. It's a great moment. Like you just like, he's sneaking out. Yes. <laughs> there's that one moment where it's like we're gonna kill him and cut off his little Pekka. Little Pekka, you yeah. ain't talking about Leon Phelps. <laughs> just God. like oh my it's like, that's God, that's one of those movies that was like no. not appreciated in its time. But if you watch it, it's really it's like MacGruber. Yeah. It's where so it's like, good. Nobody appreciated um, it at the time, but it's a masterpiece. Noobs, I'm gonna be that annoying person because I'm oh. a little more curious. That's um, okay. Like, like, because I was looking at it, and uh -huh. he he's a little down the line on like cast. What's your favorite like starring Will Ferrell? Like as like it's a Will Ferrell like, movie. Like, like that's why the they're title, gonna see it. Like Step like, Brothers above the and title, all that. Will Ferrell. Step yeah. Brothers. Yeah, I, Step honestly, Brothers, okay. I think. So that was just curiosity. I'm not saying you're wrong. Oh, no, you're good. You're good. That you're one. good. I was just obviously, curious. obviously, there's no correct answer to this, but Step Brothers is the correct answer. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> if, if, if you're going to, if I'm going to argue, Step Brothers is, is perfect. Step Brothers is a flawless movie. It's, Did we just create two... a podcast? Yep. Do you God. just want to do a bunch two... of memes together? Yep. Who were the two parents? Like, who were the actors? Oh, God, that's a good question. Because they... We're never going to get to wrestling. They, we're never going to, but no, it's just like, Listen, they played the perfect, like, I. why did was, I agree uh, to this Mary, shit? Mary Steenburgen and Richard Jenkins. Two that's incredible right. actors. What if I come out of the shower? Like, two incredible actors. sees my amazing stud body, my giant dick, and shut the fuck oh, up, Dale! Just, just the fucking Catalina wine mixer! Woo! <laughs> Ah, Adam Scott I, and Catherine Hahn are amazing, and then they get to team back yeah. up in Parks and Rec a few years later. Uh, the nice. RV was the number one hit movie this time around. Wow, God, RV from why. April of 2006. Not much of anything. Uh, Yo Mama debuted on uh, MTV. Oh, oh excuse my you God. watched Yo Mama? I've seen that. It was, it was um, them, like, I was kind of into it. To, yeah, it was them, like, trying to piggyback off of the success of something like Wild and Out. Where it yeah. was like they would basically like bring in comedians and stuff like that, and they would it just was like fucking snap. Fez, they, they would, right? yeah, it was it was uh, it was a uh, Wilmer Valderrama, and they would just like snap on each other for a whole episode, just like yep. insult comedy back and forth. It was pretty funny. Man. Um, also, on April fourteenth, a a truly a classic, criminally underrated sitcom ended. The Bernie Mac show came to an end on April fourteenth. Oh, that is oh, a wow. better show it's than anyone early. gave it credit for. Bernie that show was so good. That show and Bernie everybody Mac. hates yeah. Chris. Everybody hates Chris. Two yes. TV shows yes. that oh, I will die on a so good. for. Yes. Every, oh. oh God. Uh, uh, Segway. My girlfriend just finished marathoning the fuck out of Living Single. Oh, Living Single's great. Living okay. Single's so good. Now you need to. Now you need to switch over to a different world. Oh, I don't a different know world. Different world. It's the um it's the spin-off of the Cosby show that was uh took oh. place on a college campus and it's incredible. Dwayne Wade. Uh we might uh start watching Dear White People though because that's, that's a good show. um 
the woman who created and wrote most of Living Single yep. um, is showrunner yep. for that. Yeah, Wonderfred Hervey Smith, I think, something like that. Uh, the, and, oh, yeah, I thought it was Yvette Brown. Yvette, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, she was the first ever uh, black woman to be a showrunner, and Living yep. Single's awesome, and you should check yep. out A Different World. It's got Sinbad on it, and it's got Aww, Whit- Whitley, Whitley Gilbert. You should watch A Different World. Uh, <laughs> video games of April of 2006, one of the biggest, most important games of all time was released on April 16th, 2006, and I'm not being facetious here. Uh, it's not one that's going to come to your mind, but its impact cannot be understated. April 16, 2006 brought us Brain Age, Train Your Brain in Minutes a Day for the Nintendo DS. Oh, that game no. Sold, no, that's not a no. That game sold No, no, I, I'm not saying that DSs. as a negative thing. I'm like, yeah. oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. Like, that game it's that thing was, that kicked my ass as a child. That game was... So, like we don't we, everybody talks about like Wii Sports and stuff like that and the Wii like we do not talk enough about how huge Brain Age was mm-hmm. like everybody's parent bought a DS or or like borrowed their DS to play Brain mm-hmm. Age because yeah. even though the science behind Brain Age was debunked fairly quickly and the, <laughs> the, the the doctor guy on Brain Age who's based on the real person is a bit of a quack in Japan but it doesn't matter people yeah. wanted to do they sudokus and did them they did that game was huge time uh, to do some math yes oh god what was the one where it's like you had the microphone and it would show you a color like the color black but the font would be blue and you would have to read out the color of the font not the word spelled out is that yeah, where that fucking dress tough. meme came from? No. Uh, no. In front of 14,000 people in attendance, 273,000 people watching at home, it's Backlash 2006. Live Boy. from the Rupp Arena in Lexington, Kentucky, where I was earlier this year, I saw a house show with Smithy. That house show that I went to, that SmackDown show, was in the Rupp Arena in Lexington. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. Uh, boy, we are not 30 seconds into this show, and we hear Vince refer to Shane as the product of my semen. Yep. I have a comment. It's just like, wow, oh wow, it's Vince I, laughing. <laughs> I love <laughs> Dark kinda, City's ass motherfucker. I kind of love how off the rails Vince is on this show because it's it, yeah, like cause it, he's 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 in like, he's in on the joke. Like he 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 doesn't like outside of kayfabe. He knows that he's supposed to be ridiculous and like mm-hmm. everybody around him is like this guy's crazy. Uh and it's. There's a couple, there's one segment that we will get to and quickly skip over Man. that is not great, <laughs> but everything else with Vince is so good on this show. It's like, he is, it's like he read the dirt sheets. He's like, you want to see crazy? Yeah. I'll show you crazy. Like <laughs> you, you can't, one thing you can't say about Vince is he will not, you can't say he won't commit. Cause like he commits so hard to this character, he is fucking Daniel Day Lewising this entire show. <laughs> but it's my company. Yes, just I I'm drink just, it up. I drink your holy water. I drink it all up. <laughs> <laughs> um, God damn. The video package puts over the two main event matches: a no holds barred tag team match between Vince and Shane versus HBK and God, God. and Cena versus Triple H versus Edge for the WWE titles. First off, cue up the sex jazz music. The Nega Powers explode. The seemingly unflappable team of Carlito and Chris Masters are finally meeting head to head. The best part of this, uh... 
the best part of this feud is the way that they build it. Like, Masters comes out, and then they say, all right, like, <laughs> they're just like, so the thing that started this feud, and they go back to, like, two weeks. Meanwhile, we've watched two we've of the pay-per-views <laughs> where Carlito has fucking betrayed him twice. Twice. And he's yeah, still the fucking right. face. That, he's yeah, still like, the fucking face of this fucking... Man. Oh, my God. Uh, Chris so Matches great. is out first. Chris Matches is out first with this huge entrance, and the crowd would just... The crowd just goes it's, mild. No, uh, they were booing the shit out of yeah. him. Well, so I will say, this was a solid crowd for this show. Like, they were a very marky crowd in a good way. Yes. Uh, where they were very hard on faces and down on heels, and it was great. Uh... Carlito uh, comes out, and I have written here like the crowd seems to be behind Carlito. Has Carlito turned face, or is this heel versus heel, and everybody's just kind of decided that Carlito is the imp- is the de facto face? Yeah, they can just you like, answer that yeah. question, J- uh, Jesse? No, yeah, it's Car- they just like Carlito. Okay, they but just, to his credit, they just like, but to his credit, like Carlito, Carlito really over. Carlito yeah. was over at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I just have a quick note that says Carlito shrugs are dumb. I've always hated them. I don't get it. Like, he just comes out and he's like, what? I didn't do anything to you. Yeah. Like, I don't. I, it's like a really bad fourth a wheel of, sitcom character. I didn't just, even do that. Did I do that. I didn't yes. Do that, you know, that I don't know. Like, he's yeah, got some I don't really like bad. Like, all, like, a lot of his mannerisms don't make sense. Like, yeah. Why are you what are you, Carlito? Carlito. Carlito. You, Will you yeah. fucking explain to me what the fuck you are? Yeah. Also, what is this? I need to know the exact units of do you spit or swallow carlito shirts i need to know how many people <laughs> actually bought those that was a thing i was he wearing that, that shirt was i was on not his paying shirt? attention yes. yeah i was his on his shirt, shirt. Said, do you spit or swallow i wasn't paying attention god fucking damn like the the thing that i was fun. paying attention to is i also want to know what kool-aid mike Kyoto is drinking because that motherfucker hasn't aged in 15 years right like <laughs> it's what ridiculous the fuck uh, you know, I'm a, I'm willing to bet that car, those Carlito sh- shirts sold a lot because teenage boys are a thing. Yeah, yeah, there are I mean, two hats that every chance they got flipped off the hard True. camera that were wearing True. them on the show. But oh, okay. yeah. uh, so pretty early on, Carlito gets Masters in the Master Lock to like a pretty good pop, but Masters fights out, and after a move to the outside from Carlito. Uh, Masters takes over, and, like, the crowd is just shitting all over. Like, they were hot to start this show, and they were solidly against Chris Masters in a good way. Like, it was great. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Masters in control for a long time. Carlito gets him in a roll-up, but Masters fights out. Uh, really good selling by Carlito. The Chris Masters has been focusing on his neck because it makes the net master lock easier to lock in. And uh, Carlito hits Masters with a flying back elbow. And when he hits the mat, sells his neck for like 30 seconds. Good psychology. Uh, these are Carlito is like a solid worker, even if he didn't quite put it together in the best yeah, way. That's um, fine. Yeah, true. Carlito kind of glances Masters with a moonsault, but only gets a two-fall. Shout out to JR for not selling the impact and saying just... Not sure how much of it he got. Yeah, that was beautiful. Uh, Masters gets Carlito in the Master Lock. Carlito counters, then Masters counters, then Carlito counters. And Carlito sends Masters' face into the turnbuckle, and then Carlito hits Masters with his backstabber finish. Carlito gets the win with his feet on the ropes in 9 minutes and 58 seconds. Like, like what I said, like this, this match just commits the cardinal sin of being completely forgettable. It's fine. There's nothing egregiously yep. bad about it, 
but like if if I had not written these notes, I would not be able to recall one single thing about this match. No, the one thing um, that you missed, I recall the one thing that you missed about this was uh-huh. Masters completely forgetting to get his shoulders up. On, oh, a two, yeah. on a two count. I forgot about that. And like, yeah. like Chioda, like, just has to stop counting because he's like, motherfucker. And then the crowd instantly picks yep. it up. It's like, Jesus Christ, Masters was green still. Yeah, uh, no, I, I love the part where they were chanting, Masters sucks. And yep. all he did was like put Carlito on the ropes, run back, and run into him, do that thing where it's like leg to the back of the head. And he goes, Who sucks now? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like it's pretty hey, good. Still, you. <laughs> also, shout out to um a fan that the moment Carlito wins holds up a sign that says "Who's next?" It's like motherfucker, this is not Goldberg. <laughs> Put your sign down. <laughs> like God. he, had, it literally says "Who's next?" Like he just like jumps up with it the moment Boy. Carlito wins, and I'm like, no, that is uh, no something. <laughs> He really should have saved that for the next match, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, yes, he should have, because Umaka yeah. was undefeated. <laughs> yep. Uh, but, yeah, it was, yeah, it was whatever. Uh, uh-huh. Anything, anybody have anything else to add? Uh, yeah, this match is pretty bad. Yeah, they, uh, we go to Maria. So you said Maria's gimmick was that she was really dumb? Yep. Yeah. All right. We go to Maria. She says that some people were upset that Masters beat Carlito. Eh. Yep. Then she cuts to interviews with folks like in the arena before the show started giving their predictions on who will win the main event. We're going to do a shout out here for one of those fans. Oh boy. That fucking military guy. It's my birthday and Triple H is going to win because he's the game. Hey, birthday to me. Go Triple H. He didn't even say his birthday. It was like, man, I just got back from this place. I was here and I was doing this thing. And it's also my birthday. And also Triple H going to win. It's like, motherfucker, they asked you who's going to win the match. Yeah, like it was like, like, man, you have been watching wrestling. You're really good at putting yourself over there. Yeah, (laughs) I haven't. Wow, that military guy got himself over. Uh, I always felt like that's what they were taught to do. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, and also, it's it's WWE, and he's in a military outfit, so he's like, "This is definitely going to end up on the pay per view." Exactly. So, yeah. He's I already need to use my mic time. They tell uh, them to put them over. Yeah. That's yeah. Uh, they cut back to Maria, and Lita is there, and she shit talks the people from Lexington, and uh, she does a really good Southern accent, and that's when I looked up and like, oh yeah, she like grew up in Georgia. Oh, uh, that's right. Then we get some uh, slut shaming nonsense and talk to sex celebrations. So we go back to the ring to Armando Alejandro Estrada, and he introduces the man who is going to destroy Ric Flair, Umaga. I have questions. One, (laughs) did Umaga debut after Mania? Yes. Two, why is he with Armando Alejandro Estrada? Because he's a savage and he can't talk. Okay. Those are pretty much the questions. Because, like, three, why is he about to fight Ric Flair? That makes sense. Have you ever seen... Umaga speak. All he does is go blah. Oh yeah, like, yeah. I get it. Um, it if you like... show, if you see in the um, when they showed his debut where he attacked Ric Flair, his hair was still out. He looked like a wild Samoan. Yes, yeah. I did. He but then like they that put him in dreads for whatever reason. But well, clearly they, they were going for. They didn't want him to look like his dad, who yeah. was yeah. one of the wild Samoans. Yeah, no, you didn't want to have that yeah. repeat. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, but that's definitely like, how he debuted. So that was yeah. definitely the goal well, to, originally was he oh, was the yeah. new wild Samoan. But it was like I I don't mind 
I'm like, it wasn't like, why does he have a manager? It was like, why does yeah. he have this manager? Because <laughs> he's he's a. So here's how I always thought it as a story wise. Put the brown folks you know, together. Yeah, yes, pretty but, much. But, I mean, my explanation is going to be a little more nuanced than that. Okay. But still, right, yeah. that's basically what it is. I I saw it as the the like underbelly seedy guy who has this mythical crazy person that he's going to use for street fights and shit. He went to the shop from so, Gremlins and and found him in the back. Yeah. He's like, I got this guy. You're going to love him. He's great. He comes from the mythical island of Samoa where no crackers have ever been. You know, that kind of thing. His head is um, so hard. Yeah, exactly. And and all that stuff. He's like, he does not speak English, so you have to let me, you know, you know that kind of stuff. I see um, that. But yeah, it is put put the put the brown but yeah. together. But basically. yeah, like, it's not a bad idea. Uh, and I don't know. And like, uh, Amando Strada becomes the general manager of ECWE for a while at some point. Really? After yeah, okay. after Umaga turns face. Yes, Umaga turned face once. Wait, what? Um, we're we're not gonna see that. That's after yeah, Battle of the say, Billionaires. Yeah, that's after Battle of the Billionaires. Oh, that so that's when um, people stop caring about Umaga. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, I liked it, but that's just me. But yeah, um, but yeah uh, I don't think Estrada ever had anything before this either. So they... Interesting. Yeah, I don't know where uh, he came from or why he got the gig specifically, other than brown people. Who knows? Uh, so Flair walks to the ring, and Umaga uh, attacks him on the entrance ramp. Uh, Umaga <laughs> chunks Flair on the ring, and we are underway. Uh, Flair thumbs Umaga in the eye, and then as the ref is distracted by Estrada, Flair low blows Umaga, stages a bit of a comeback that includes a second low blow, and Umaga just no-sells no any of it. Uh-huh. Uh, so, clever bit of booking in this match. So, Umaga, there are points in this match where Umaga did look vulnerable, where Ric Flair did get the upper hand for a second, but... Yeah. All of the damage, pretty much all of the damage done to Umaga, he did to himself. Like, Flair never really hurt Umaga. Right. Everything that happened was like, oh, Umaga's charging Flair in the corner. Flair rolls out of the way. Umaga hits the corner. He's hurt. Flair charges, Umaga charges Flair at the ring post. Flair jumps out of the way. Umaga slams into the ring post. It's a great way. Yeah. To, to put forth a slightly competitive, like, not full-on squash match while still putting him over as this monster because it's like, yeah. yeah, he looked vulnerable, but the only person powerful enough to do any damage to Umaga is Umaga. Is Umaga. And that's yes. really clever. I picked up on that. Oh, that I like is, that a lot. And that's an old school thing. Like, Ric Flair's the perfect guy, yep. first guy for this because and, he knows all that shit from the hokey yeah. era, 80s era uh, where they had monsters like Umaga. Fighting the actual Wild Samoas. But, Yes, yeah. that absolutely. But like, and I love this match for that. I really do. It's, it's a, a perfect... it's a very throwback match. Yeah, and, and and it's paced really well for a three and a half minute match. Yeah, you so... see literally the five moves of Doom from Umaga. Because yeah, let's be honest, so... that's what everybody has. Yeah. So Umaga takes over after fighting out of a figure four, uh, and Umaga pins Flair clean after his weird Samoan spike finisher in three twenty nine. Yep. The same finisher that. Uh, Meng used in WCW when he was a part of the Dungeon of Doom. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, like um, it was like this was it. It says a lot about how they view Umaga because they've got him squashing Ric Flair. Yeah. So like that's that's a big deal, and I do think if you're gonna have a three and a half minute match like this where you're putting over a new monster, 
I think it was booked really well. It's still kind of forgettable, as these matches always are. Like, we got done watching a lot of Rusev's early stuff, and, like, you don't remember much of Rusev's first matches, but you remember the the legend of Rusev that was built up from those matches, and that's more yes. important. Uh, yep. And so I think this accomplished what it wanted to. What do you think, Nibs? I thought it was, yeah, it's a... It's a good, it's a weird good squash match where both guys kind of came out still okay. Yeah. My favorite part about it is after the match to celebrate, Estrada like pulls out a cigar yes. that is legit twelve inches long. Yes. Yes. That, it's a foot long cigar, and he just got it in his hands and in his mouth, and it's just like it's comically big. It's just I'm like, not joking. Those are plot devices later. Oh, dear God. It's just like, like, at a certain point, you just, like, replace it with a corn dog, and you're basically getting the same. (laughs) Yeah. It's ridiculous. I I saw it. Real quick, let me tell tell the the bit. Go go forward. So when DX gets together, and they're fucking with the McMahons, um, and they kind of beat everybody the McMahons throw at them, they finally get around to Umaga, and... The trick is, like, they can only take on Umaga kind of sort of together. Yeah. So Triple H gets arrested for having a box of Cuban cigars in his duffel bag, which are illegal, quote unquote. And then Shawn Michaels gets murdered. At the time, they were legit illegal. Yeah. Yeah, so so and of course, you know, Armando pulls out a cigar after they he gets taken away by the cops. He's like, ha ha and then, you know, Umaga murders Shawn Michaels on Raw. It's hilarious. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, we go to the back to see Vince and Shane for the most Holy insane fuck. I love it. In I, the history. Okay, so I'm just. I love here, it. Here's what happens. Shane asks if Vince is ready for their handicap match. Vince says it's not a handicap match. It is a tag team match. Then Vince says that Shane will take care of HBK and he wants Shane to leave God to him because there's nothing God can do that Vince can't. Mean, meanwhile, meanwhile, Shane is no selling this. I perfect Shane is the He does not want to be in that room. For this. Like, <laughs> Shane is very much just like, Listen, when you die, I'm going to be really rich, so I don't want to <laughs> get written out of the will, but also you're losing your mind. Yeah. Uh, Did you call him Shane McStraight, man? No, but yes. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Vince, yeah. Vince takes Shane's water bottle, pours some on the floor, and then steps on it saying he's walking on I'm water. Walking on and then water. I'm like, okay, we're done, right? Nope. Vince nope. picks up a conspicuously placed loaf of bread and a <laughs> raw fish. And he, oh he like he like mumbles, stumbling through a Bible story, and yep. he, he tosses the bread and the fish off screen. Wait for it! Just goes now. Wait for it! And people off camera start throwing bread and fish back at Vince and Shane. It's Vince. It's bountiful. 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 <laughs> And the fact that, like, Shane is just like, ah, fish, ah, fish. And then Vince is just soaking it in. Bountiful. And then, then, then Vince goes down, he picks up a fish, and he looks at Shane, he's like, hey, Shane, holy mackerel. Oh, my God. And then, then before the, the, 
like Vince walks out and Shane's about to follow him and the camera pans over and his water bottle is got fucking wine in it. It's wine, that's right. I love it. So I love it so much. It's so great. It's one of the greatest backstage segments I've ever seen. Yep. And this it's... is why this storyline which should never have worked ever. It, like, yep. it kind of yep, works yep. because Vince committed so, so hard. hard. It's so good. <laughs> oh my you god! You want me to be fucking crazy? I'm be fucking crazy. Yeah. I'll oh. give you crazy. Also, I, I had this note <clears throat> later on, but like this, this is the greatest storyline in history because it gave us the funniest clip in the history of wrestling, which is Vince McMahon and a Catholic church trying to do Triple H's water spit with holy water. Yeah. It's one of the greatest things I've ever seen. He just... <laughs> yeah, no it's just like he, he water it. fountains it. It's yeah. so, so bad. So holy great. water Love and it. Shane just like standing like two steps away from him just in case he gets struck by lightning. Yeah, just like... Uh... <laughs> So good. Uh, I love. I love it's, the bullshit. Oh, it's the best. I love. Uh, I think it's better in hindsight than probably when. Oh, it was going I can't on. imagine watching this at the time, like week right. to week. But yeah, in hindsight, this is hilarious. Uh, <laughs> we get a short recap of the women's title match at WrestleMania 22, where Mickey won the title off of Trish. Speaking uh, of, so the right before they started doing the promo, yeah, for it, they have that the card logo. Yeah, like they have it where it's like. The fuck, like, am I in my head? I'm like, the fuck am I looking at? Because Trish is dressed like Mickey, yep. and Mickey is and dressed, like, dressed Trish. like Trish, yep. and they have that weird JPEG fucking 2006 styling to it, where you're just yeah. like, yep. what am I looking at? Yep. Oh, I'll say this now. I'll say this now. This is where everything around these two girls fucking fails them. Yeah, and their story Whoa. because so, they didn't do a goddamn recap of why that has suddenly happened over the last four weeks. Yeah, they didn't explain it to anyone. It they just showed the like, image, and then the fucking commentators are like, "Oh, they're dressed normal again." Just That's yeah, it was just like, like Trish is bullshit. like Mickey's crazy, and then Mickey comes out and it's like, "Oh, Mickey actually looks like Mickey." Yep. Uh, we have although, no context. JR does refer to Mickey using the phrase lunatic fringe. I miss Dean Ambrose. I was so a much. Yeah, I saw that too. That I'm just like, oh my god. Like, oh, she was the first lunatic fringe. Uh, she was the first. Uh, Renee Young, watch out. She coming. Uh <laughs> nope. Uh so yeah, Trish versus Mickey. Um uh, like pretty decent bump from Trish in the match where she has uh Mickey in the corner, she gets on the middle rope and punches her, and then Mickey just like tosses her down to the floor. Yeah, but like, not a whole lot to say. And the finish comes weird and suddenly. Mickey yeah. has hold of the it's ropes and dumb. using them as leverage, and she's kicking Trish. And then she didn't break the hold on the ropes at five, and Trish yep, wins by stupid. DQ. But Mickey keeps the title in four oh three. And I have to ask because in kayfabe they were putting it over. Is Trish legitimately hurt? Like, is there a reason for this match being so nothing? Or yeah, maybe. I like, don't fucking know. That was the thing that I, I, I was wondering when I came away from this. Because Trish took one bump, and yep. and that was it for, like, the whole... There wasn't much of anything else. I'm like, is Trish, like, banged up, and they wanted to get this match done, and they didn't want to end the feud, but they couldn't have her work a real match? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I would hope so, because, yeah, this was not... <clears throat> the one yeah. thing, Adam, that you missed... Yes. And I'm surprised you missed this. Okay. Because I have this as an Adam marking out alert. Adam marking out oh, alert. God. 
Mickey has a moment where she goes, I have until five. five. Yes, she I, does yeah, that. She does. This is not the first time she's done that, if I'm not mistaken. I think she did it at the Royal Rumble as well. Yeah, it's just, yeah. it's one of those things where it's just like, every time I see that, I, I feel like you're I just like it. masturbating to it somewhere. Just like, like listen, yes. I got to see Daniel Bryan do that in person. I can die. <laughs> um, You know what? She what? might have been injured because there's not a women's match at all uh, at Vengeance. Yeah, so that might have been the case. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's what it was. Uh, yeah. We go back to the back to Maria where she corrects her statement earlier in the show where she said that Masters won instead of Carlito. Uh, HBK is there for an interview. Maria asks him if his tag team partner God will be there tonight with him. Which... Uh, the yes. moment she mentions the word God, the audience pops, and we got some Jesus marks in the audience. Listen, no, I was fixing, I was I was gonna wait. I was gonna wait until the yeah. line with uh, Shawn Michaels says God is always with me, and I was yes. like, Ah, get that cheap, get that good old classic cheap God is always with yep. me, Kentucky pop. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he was like, he was like, you know, God's with me tonight because God's always with me. And I do like that she, they, they did go out of their way to Sean to be like, listen, I don't really talk about my religion like i don't shove it down anybody's throats but vince mcmahon's take is gone insane did you see what just happened 10 minutes ago yeah. uh, uh but then we get a small tease at the dx shameless merch reunion as hbk yeah. says that uh he's gonna beat shannon vince and if he does it then he and lexington have two words for them jesus second. christ you <laughs> <laughs> <I> can't <laughs> I know how to pick him. Jump that on Adam like that. That was the point, though. That was pretty good. I got him when I, I got him when I got him, and sometimes it doesn't always land. But when they do, next match is a winner take all match. I see champion Shelton Benjamin versus Money in the Bank holder Rob Van Dam. When I saw right, when I heard RVD's music come out after Benjamin, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Oh. Yeah. So, so Adam, this uh, this thing that you always have that like the money in the bank loser goes on losing streak beforehand. That wasn't always. They didn't have that established yet. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that didn't. That didn't. <laughs> no, happen. this is number two. Yeah, this was the second one. They had <laughs> right, right. The money I, I was just, also, yeah, I was just ribbon. Yeah, uh, but yeah. So unfortunately, Noobs' boy Shelton Benjamin's mama isn't out with Shelton, which is a bummer. But he'll right, still okay. chant for her though. Yes. Um, and then RVD's music hits, and we get a shot of people in the audience with an RVD 420 sign. Yeah, boy. Giant, and then JR calls it out! It's, it's yeah. obvious that RVD's favorite number is 420. Uh, yeah. And I was wondering, I was like, oh, wait, is this April 20th? Oh, it's the 30th. Sam. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and also, because I, uh, I listened to the first couple episodes of, of Conrad Thompson's show with JR. Uh, yeah. which is, is pretty good. Uh, I'm not a big fan of his Bischoff show, but his JR shows, I, I've, I've enjoyed it. It's he has a JR show? show? Yeah, it's called Grilling JR. He's very candid. It's really it just started. Oh, yeah. fuck. I'm downloading that uh, right now because he had that 83 weeks thing and suck it's a dick. Bad. It's bad. Uh, but uh, JR talks about on his first episode smoking weed with Bobby Heenan. Uh, and Whoa. so so I had JR a moment where I, was like, where I was like, does JR know what 420 means? And I thought about that. I was like, JR knows exactly what 420 means. Yeah, he talked about he would he and Heenan would smoke weed regularly. They would call it chocolate cake. And Heenan would do it to like calm his nerves. And he would just walk up to JR and he's just like, hey, you want to go back and have some chocolate cake? And they go back and smoke weed. Wow, that's like finding out yeah. your favorite uncle was like 
yeah. an alcoholic. Holy like, okay, like Pritchard <laughs> also smoked a lot of weed back in the day. Oh well, no, Pritchard yeah, smoked a lot Pritchard, of yeah. everything. To be fair, he was like he was like twenty two in the WWF. But yeah, like Jr. would smoke weed. I mean, he, he, what were you gonna say, noobs? I was gonna say the only thing, the only saving grace I can give eighty three weeks. Yeah, like I'm not gonna bury it too yeah. badly but like the one moment where they were talking about starcade 97 yeah and like conrad has like conrad has fucking bishop up on the ropes pretty much like yeah. screaming about the tan and all that shit yeah and then he just like bishop starts rambling rambling and then he just goes You've met Terry. He does not plan for shit. And then <laughs> fucking Conrad loses it because it's like, all right, it's, you got it. Yeah. yeah. Is 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 Eric just always on something now? No, I think Eric is just on Eric. Like, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's on he's the on drug known as Bischoff. Yeah, yeah, like, because, like, like, listen, I'm never going to complain about somebody dumping on dirt sheets, but when, like, 70 to 80 percent of your show is that it gets old after a while yeah and like and there's there's points and i think bischoff genuinely believes a lot of the bullshit that he says but like it doesn't make it not bullshit because like there's been times like i remember the, the the episode that kind of broke me with it was the bret hart episode where he was like you gave bret hart a contract there's like he's like do you have the contract he was like there's like a paper trail of this contract i never offered bret hart a contract yes you did like like in 96 yeah. and he's like what are you talking about and like it's yeah Anyway, I want to find who decided let's have RVD versus Shelton and give them like 18 minutes and kiss them square on the mouth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's so, this match is so good. This is a, it, this is a main event match. Honestly. It's why, it's why I said there's one good match on this. Yeah. Like this match is, oh, so like, I know noobs, but you're still wrong. Th there's so much <laughs> just to, just to like go over, but like. Great chain wrestling early on, just grappling, leapfrogs, arm drags, drop kicks. These two guys are so good. It, Incredible spot. So it's RPG, paced like a WrestleMania main event too, yeah, which is like, fucking Triple H take notes. But it, it's paced well. Like they don't over spot it. Like you start out with some high spots and then you slow it down. And you build. And like there's some great yeah. moments in the middle with Shelton with some like, but it never feels like a rest hold. Like when he has he has RVD in the in the camel clutch and all that. Like it's like they he slows the match down with submissions, but it never feels like it's not just a Randy Orton headlock. There's always like some like when he does the body scissors on him. There's always some type of of logic to it. Like this match is just incredible pacing. But like. So Shelton's down, RVD goes for Rolling Thunder, Shelton rolls out of the ring, RVD catches himself mid-roll, leaps over the top rope onto Shelton on the floor. Shelton gets up first, goes in the ring, RVD hops on the ring apron, Shelton sunset flips over RVD to the floor and power bombs RVD on the floor. Oh my oh god. god. It's so oh. nuts. This is, It is at this point that I've noticed two different signs in the audience. Okay, One <laughs> of them... Some motherfucker has a sign that says Joey and Amanda front row at WWE bat backlash. <laughs> Just okay. I don't know that's what that the means. sign. It's well, like no, it's because because Joey Styles when he had his quote unquote shoot speech when he quit, he's like, I'm not good enough to call backlash. Oh, no, no, this bad. is just some random fan. Oh, I thought that was a cool. I thought that was a reference. No, the Joey Styles backlash thing was later, wasn't it? Yeah, no, this is just some random fan that. Went with someone that wow. I'm assuming is his girlfriend, or let's just say hostage, Amanda. Yeah. And just said Joey and Amanda, front row at WWE Backlash. Huh. That was their sign that they held uh -huh. up front row. And then there was another one in front row that just said, 
poop dog. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. You want to know so something insane? Just go on. The Joey Styles I'm Not Good Enough to Call Backlash promo was May 1st, 2006. It was the next yeah. day. Oh, that's amazing. Wow. <laughs> it was the day after the show. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, this that that was gotcha. that was just some fan that just decided I'm gonna do this because hey, yeah, let's yeah. Go. Why not? There there were a lot of fan signs in the audience where it was like you would just see somebody's name and an arrow pointed down. It's yep. like uh, it just listen. They don't come to Kentucky very often. They don't know how to. They don't know the etiquette. Yeehaw. Yep. Uh, Sheldon gets RVD on the middle rope and sets him up for a superplex, but RVD fights out, pushes Shelton to the mat, and then Shelton hops up, leaps to the top rope, and then hits RVD with a superplex. It, that jump is one of the incredible. scariest and most oh, like, oh god, god, call the cops moments. Uh, <laughs> uh, Van Damme runs wild, springboard back kick, spinning heel kick, finally connects with the rolling thunder, but he gets a, only gets a two count. Uh, then RVD slams Shelton on the mat in the corner and then hits him with his gorgeous split leg moonsault. Uh, Rob hits Shelton with his monkey flip, but Shelton lands on his feet. RVD hits Shelton with the step over heel kick. Then RVD runs to the top rope. Shelton ro- rolls out of the, way of the frog splash. And then Shelton murders RVD with a DDT. But RVD gets his foot on the ropes to stop the count. Just These guys are really good at sequences and knowing when to break one out. Like... They, they don't overdo it. Like, nothing overstays its welcome, and it doesn't feel like... It's not a Young Bucks match, where it's like uh-huh. you have to have a spot every 20 seconds. Uh, but when they do break them out, it's like that. It's just like, boom, 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 boom. What just happened? Like, it takes your breath away. Uh, somehow, RVD's briefcase ends up in the ring, and Shelton picks it up as in RVD inadvertently takes out the ref. Shelton swings the briefcase at RVD, but RVD dodges and grabs it. He throws it at Shelton, <clears throat> who catches it, and then... Uh, RVD hits a spinning heel kick into the briefcase into Shelton's face. Classic RVD. Uh, RVD hops to the top rope, hits Shelton with the frog, frog splash, gets the win and the IC title, and keeps his money in the bank briefcase in 18 minutes and 42 seconds. Y'all, this might be my favorite match we have watched ever for this show. Because it's pretty high up there. Because there yeah. we've watched better matches, but this match was such a surprise. Because all of the other great matches we've watched, like TLC and all that, we knew they were coming. This came out of nowhere. I had no yep. idea this match existed. Damn. Yeah. So, like seeing this, it was just like, oh my god, we're gonna get to watch this. How long is this? It's eighteen minutes. Like it is like my expectations are really high for this, and like, oh, you exceeded them. Why was Shelton Benjamin never a world champion? Oh my god. Like, no, like, the way that I watch this show, like, you both know this, like, I'm yeah. very much, like, not a spoilery person, like, I don't yeah. like expecting stuff. I have a very much, like, that, like, that philosophy came from, like, reading a book and getting upset because I saw how many pages were left. Oh, wow. Okay, so, yeah. so... When I'm watching these pay-per-views, yeah. I just start them, and I do, I never look at the bottom ticker. I can see that. And so when I see the match start, I'm like, this is amazing, but they're only going to give them like five, maybe ten minutes tops. <laughs> and then all yeah. of a sudden it's like, they're halfway through this fucker. Oh, my God. Oh, my they're... God. Like, that's why I do that. Because, A, I have the moment of like, oh, shit, RVD is facing Benjamin. Like, I didn't know who yeah. it was. Because they sometimes yeah. don't show you who's going to be sh- 
facing yeah. the other person. You just surprised. This is what you're getting, motherfucker. Yeah, it's like, like oh, Sean comes out and like they do mention the money in the bank, but you know, you probably we didn't watch WrestleMania, so that's probably not like at the t- tip of your brain uh-huh. who held the money in the bank at the time. Yeah, just oh, so good, so good. Uh, what about you, Jesse? You're fucking welcome, motherfucker. No, yeah, yeah no, done. for real. No, like, thank, thank you. This yeah. arc is worth it for this match. This match is amazing. There's there's some gems in there. No, uh-huh. I, I love it. Um, I like, I, and I knew how long the match was gonna go, and I still just couldn't predict where they were gonna go with it. It was so good, and I'm glad they gave them that long. It was fucking great. Um, yeah, I don't know again. RVD's one of my favorites. He's one of my boys. And He's so again, good. Yeah. Adam said it best. Kiss that person on the mouth, whoever gave yeah, him that 18 minutes. was like, let's just let him go. Like, yes. Yeah. Uh, so, huh. just, like, everybody, watch this. Watch watch this. Watch this match. It's amazing. Go out of your way yep. and watch this match. It's so good. Uh, up next is... Big Show versus Kane. Ex- they- excuse me, excuse me. You you preface it wrong. Up next is the preview to Clegane Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Like, come yeah. on. They, <laughs> they lost their I can dig it. titles to the Spirit Squad. Oh God, the it's Spirit this time. Squad. Is it May nineteen? Because the video is filled with May nineteen. I. <laughs> His film I, released on that date, yeah. Yes. Oh, that's that why. That was the release date for See No Evil, was May 19th. And that turned into, like, what was it? It was like, that was the day that the, the house got burned down and it killed his parents and Taker's mom yeah, or whatever. Like, whatever. That was the thing. Uh, yep. Or was May 19th the day Katie Vick died? No, no, One no, no, no. Two. Okay. Oh, they did not, did not bring Katie Vick back, motherfucker. Are you kidding? They're not <laughs> that fair. stupid. They'll never bring Katie Vick back yes. up. Yes. Thank uh, fucking Christ. Especially, especially with Triple H in more control right now, he'll yeah. kill people first. Uh, shout out to Big Show. All I know is Kane's got a movie coming out and he's like just burying this whole angle. All I know is Kane's got a movie coming out and he's losing his mind. I was on the water boy. You didn't see me going around the country beating up people. You're reminded that Big Show was in the water boy. Uh, but just like burying it. Like obviously Kane's got yep. some stuff going on here. He's just like, I don't know. He's promoting his movie. I uh, honestly, I would have loved it though. There's that backstage segment with uh, Big Show. Yeah. Like, I don't know what May 19th stands, represents. And it's like, I would have loved it if it is actually be May, like Kane hated May nineteenth because his goldfish died. Yeah, I, I like, would have loved died, it. Is, yeah, that would have been good. Like that would have been great. Like, and you just like had... cut to like him like crying in the background, like yeah. Goldie, no. Like if this had happened six years later, that absolutely would have been it. God, um, but they weren't there yet. Uh, this uh, Kane attacked Big Show and kind of sort of hurt him, kind of sort of near his eye. And you know, Kane's movie is called See No Evil, and that's what Kane wanted to do. He wanted to make sure that Big Show couldn't see anything. Thanks, JR. Uh, Good work. This Not match all of them is, are bangers. This match is exactly what you think it is. Dog um, shit. <laughs> this was when Big Show was at his chonkiest, and he got winded real fast. Oh, yeah, he's a big boy. Show tries to poke Kane in the eye, but Kane stops him and dumps him into the outside. Kane gets out of the ring by, like, backflipping over. The- he got out of the ring in the most unnecessarily dramatic way possible. Did anybody else notice that? Yeah. Like, yeah. He didn't just step over the rope. He, like, backflip. It was weird. Uh, but then the lights turn red, and there's a voice over the the thing, and there's voices in Kane's head mocking him and saying, like, May 19, it's happening again. Kane freaks out in the ring. Show retrieves a chair, and he cracks Kane with it. 
uh, as Kane got back to his feet. But he looked really sad about it. Like, the announcers put over that Show was trying to help Kane by knocking him out. Show goes to leave. Kane does the Undertaker setup. And then, like, the camera cuts to Vince. And I guess that's it's a no contest in 9 minutes and 30 seconds? No, 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 no. <laughs> it wasn't a no contest. The bell didn't ring. Like, no, the bell rang to start the match. No, the bell rang. No, the bell but didn't it, ring at the end, though. Yeah, it didn't ring the end of the match. So, yeah, I guess that's... Ah, who gives match is still it's, going. Oh. oh, God, it's still... It's oh, like no. Chris Axel never getting eliminated from the Royal still Rumble. Still fucking going. Yeah, it's the longest match in history. Uh, so, yeah, just... Uh, less said about this, the better. Speaking of the less said about it, the better. Candice Michelle comes in to talk to uh, Vince McMahon. And so Vince uh, and Shane are out first for the next match, because let's just... Speed right past that segment. No, 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 no. Only thing I have to say about that segment is JR saying, what the hell was that? So, okay, so what happens is Candace Michelle comes out, and she's like, have a head cold. And Vince is like, can I put my holy uh, healing hands on you? And Candace is like, sure. And he puts his hand on her head, and she's like, no, it's it's like a chest No, cold. no, no. Candace literally says, with you being God and all. Yeah, with you being God and all, will you heal me. He puts his hand on, on her head. She's like, no, it's a chest cold. So he puts his hand like on her hips. She's like, no, higher. And he like puts his hand, not like really not anywhere near her boobs, because that's what they were going for. But like he was It's her he, like, under he, under he put, he put his hands in her armpits and she basically has an orgasm. She loses her mind, starts screaming, and Vince is just like, oh heal, be healed, be healed. And Shane comes in and it's just like, what in God's name? Are we're we're out next? Come on, we have to go. And Vince leaves, and there's just a shot of Candace Michelle rolling off of the couch onto the floor, rubbing her boobs in ecstasy as Vince McMahon has healed her. And then it cuts to Jr. and the King, and Jr. just slowly takes his glasses off and just says, "What the hell was that?" Yeah, that yeah. that was the best line. That was from JR. like you could almost say it was worth because like whereas the first segment was really funny and weird, that one was just like, "What are you going for?" Like, I what again, are you doing, Vince? I, Why you gotta I, do it I, again? Why? I appreciate you going like really committing to this, but I don't understand what this is trying to get across. Yeah. Uh, so Vince and Shane are out first. Vince cuts a promo and introduces God, who is represented by a spotlight coming down the entrance ramp. No, 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 no. He introduces God where one of the first lines he says, the hipster from heaven. The hipster from heaven. Which is just yep. fucking yep. perfect. Um, and... I, want that on my, I want that on my fucking gravestone. Yes. Uh, <laughs> halfway down, Vince gets him to stop the very conventional holy entrance music. And there's this incredible moment because they don't turn the lights up or cut the spotlight off. So Vince is just a wide shot of Vince yelling at a spotlight that's being shown on the entrance ramp. And I lost my mind laughing because the image was so funny. And then Vince says, this isn't God's house. This is Vince's house. Vince tells God to get jiggy with it. And we get an early version of Brodus Clay's entrance music. Yeah, Vince dances around the ring as the spotlight moves around and then into the ring. Then Vince tells the ref to check God out to make sure he isn't and hiding Chi anything up his sleeves. And Chioda is just looking at him like, I'm like, not drunk. This is the guy signing my checks? <laughs> yeah, uh, what the fuck? Then Vince announces that this match, you know, don't even bother checking him. This match is no holds barred. HK's music finally hits and he makes his entrance. Uh... Vince says that before the night is over, HBK and God will go straight to hell. HBK slaps Vince, and away we go. So, so before we start, I just want to ask, quote to quote Bruce Pritchard, is this a rib? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. 
Like, it's just, to me, it's like, okay, uh, Sean has refound religion and everything, and then Vince immediately starts making fun of it. Yeah, I... It's so weird. Like, I, 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 I think he is close enough to Sean that Sean could have vetoed this at any time. Yeah. Like, Sean, Sean isn't, you know, the spirit squad. He's somebody who can say no. Especially with something like this that's obviously so important to him because it, like, turned his life around. I feel like if at any point Sean wasn't comfortable with it, it would not have happened. Because yeah. Sean is one of the few guys who could have said, I'm, I don't want to do this. Yeah. It's just, it's so weird. Yeah, it's really weird. But, like, Ugh. they, they, man, they did it, though. It's weird, but, like, <laughs> they committed. Uh but yeah, the match is ridiculous. It's it's way too much to keep up with early on. Like Shane and HBK battling up the entrance ramp. Shane gets bonked into the stage setup, and then HBK takes out Vince with a crossbody from the stage to the floor, and then getting back on the stage and Shane cracking him in the head with a chair. Oh dear God, HBK juiced and he got in good. Yeah. Uh, Shane batters HBK back down to the ring, and you can just see Sean's blood on Shane's jersey. It. Yeah. How many? Okay, question. How many Shane O'Mac jerseys do you think there are? Probably a lot. One There's got to be over a hundred, right? One for like probably a yeah a different one for each show he's appeared on. Yeah, it has to be a hundred. Yeah, at least. Well, no, because the jerseys he only wears the jerseys when he wrestles. So one for each match Shane McMahon has wrestled. Okay, so, so you fifty. Yeah, like, I don't know, yeah, like, how many matches has Shane McMahon wrestled, I suppose? It's yeah. gotta be close to that, but yeah. Like, I was thinking about that when that one was, like, bloody and stuff. It's like, how many of these are there? Yeah. Because, yeah. Also, also another thing, does Sh Shane has to have, has to have the lowest percentage of connecting a top rope or high flying move. Oh, uh, definitely. It's way down there. It's between him and Jeff Hardy. Yeah. Although yeah. Jeff Hardy with the Swanton bombs definitely got him back up. So yeah, it has to be Shane. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he crashes and burns better than anybody else. Yeah. And that's uh, the one thing, like during this promo package, like you have Vince holding Sean down while Shane goes coast to coast over to the announce table. And it's just like, oh shit, he actually connected. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, Shane has, has wrestled 98 matches. Oh, nice. Okay. You know what's weird? Only 36 of them are on pay-per-view. What? He's wrestled Inter most of his matches on Raw and SmackDown. That's cool. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, huh. Well, I'll uh, be. Shane and Sean wrestle in the ring with, you know, Shane hits HGK with an elbow, a couple DVTs. Uh, Vince gets back to the ring and Shane tags him in, even though this match is no holds barred, so tags don't matter. Uh, Vince gets Vince gets in the ring and takes off his belt and whips HBK with it, so that's weird. Just a uh, little bit. Vince finally got around to watching Passion of the Christ two years later, and he was really excited to get some ideas. Uh, he gets a trash can and delivers a nasty headshot to Sean, then calls for a mic. Uh, he once again taunts God, asking God, what, what are you going to do about the fact that Sean is, you know, beaten and bloody? And God, where are you going? Where are you going, God? Where are you? Ladies and gentlemen, God has left the building. Uh, 
Vince picks Sean up and tells him that he's going to knock Sean's teeth down his throat. Uh, then Vince starts to tune up the band to do a <laughs> half-ass super kick that, Vince, that Sean catches. Yeah. And he takes out Vince's Shane. Like, the crowd is so hot for this HBK comeback. Uh, he hits Shane with an elbow, then he tunes up the band, hits Shane and Vince with the sweet chin music, and caps it off with a crotch chop, another tease of the DX merch run. Uh, Sean yep. leaves the ring and gets two tables, sets him up in the ring. Uh, Sean puts Shane on one table, fetches Vince, puts him on the other, and then he goes back into the ring and pulls out a comically tall ladder. Like, it's like a 20 foot ladder. I actually I think he did past... that at Mania, too, though. Huh. I, I walked past one of these comically tall ladders the other day at a job site. Yeah. And I just looked at him like, I have to take a photo of this. And I just took a photo, and like another guy is like, Why did you take a photo of that ladder? And I'm like, Because I've only seen these in fucking WWF like pay per views. <laughs> and the dude just laughed. Like oh, he's just that's like amazing. Yeah, it, it was it was twenty feet tall. You're just like looking at it, it's like, why? That's, why is this here? That's really good. Uh yeah, it's ridiculous. And, and so so then there's a great so there's a camera shot that is like it's like 15 feet above the ring pointed directly at the bottom left hand corner on the hard camera side and it was like jarring because i've never seen that camera angle yeah that was weird but I, I was really into it but you don't realize how much you're accustomed to certain shots and angles until you've seen one like that that you've just never seen before and it throws you way off but i, oh, I yeah. thought it was a cool because it did a great job of like selling hbk climbing this huge ladder and how tall the ladder is and vince and shane you know vulnerable down beneath it really good <laughs> so sean climbs to the tall of the, to the top of the shaky ass ladder and mike kyota has to get to the other side of the ladder and steps on like the 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 bottom rung to help stabilize it. He gets up on it. He's just yeah. like, "Hey, now get down from yeah, there." He goes like, up like on, two stop rungs. Stop what you're doing. And it's just like he had to do it because the ladder was so shaky. He's gonna tip over. I oh my god, I love it. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah, spear squad alert. Triple H turns away from the ring and jumps to the outside, and I'm just Shawn like, Michaels. Sh- or, sorry, Shawn Michaels. Sorry, Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels turns and jumps, and I'm like. Is Sean just... Is Sean going to die? Think, does he think God is? Is he trying to go meet God? Yeah. But no, the Spirit Squad <laughs> were, had run down to ringside. Uh, the Spirit Squad recover, and they beat down HBK on the outside. They go in the ring and help Shane and Vince off the tables. They drag HBK back in the ring, and they do this lift move where they all lift HBK at once. And at first, I was like, are they really doing all this just to pick HBK up? And then they threw him like 10 feet in the air. Yeah. And crashed through the table. Because I was like... How far did they... I was like, all right, so Dolph Ziggler is about six feet tall. There he is. And they toss him, and he is above Dolph Ziggler's fully outstretched arms above his head. Let's say Dolph Ziggler's arms are another three feet. So he was, like, at least ten feet in the air. And he just... Through a table. Yeah. Uh, it's such a cool spot. Uh, they bring Vince over, who cover, covers HPK to get the win in 19 minutes and 57 seconds. And then we get a bleep, as JR says, that the outcome of the match was bullshit. <laughs> Mama Mia, he swore. Woo! Yes. Uh, line of the night to Jerry Lawler. It's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit Squad. <laughs> I have that line as well. It's so good. Like they added the Spirit Squad to this match just for that line. I, you can't convince me otherwise. And then they <laughs> kept them. It's such a good line. Uh, but like, so this match was exactly what it needed to be. 
It's because you have, you know, two guys who aren't wrestlers and one guy who is on, you know, on the tail end. And a match like this, it's just like a schmoz, hardcore, you know, brawl, weapons. It's a great, like, that's the reason why when HBK came back in 2002, it was a street fight. Because you can actually, while you think those matches are way more difficult because they're just more punishing, they require a lot less wrestling like technical wrestling skills. So you can literal bending your body. Backwards. Yeah. So like they can cover up. Cause that's why of his, like, cause Vince McMahon's wrestled three times at WrestleMania and all three of them been street fights. Yeah. That's why it's cause it's easy to cover up a non wrestler in Only a gimmick three? match like that. It's like four. 17, four, 17 Hogan, HBK flair. He wrestled flair at one point, right? Uh, uh, no, no, no. Uh, uh-huh. uh Brett, Brett Hart. So he wrestled three times at WrestleMania. Uh, uh, the less said about that match, the better. Let's be real. I need to rewatch it. I don't remember how bad it is. Oh, it's real bad. It's real bad. And not just because of Tyson Kidd's awful haircut at the time. Oh. Uh, uh, what do you think, Jesse? I liked it. I thought it was a lot of fun. I, d- I wasn't even bothered that it was 20 minutes. I didn't really notice, honestly. Um, I thought the Spirit Squad coming in, I mean... Mostly because of hindsight and knowing where it was going. I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. And their finisher is, honestly, if we really wanted to be serious about wrestling, which, you know, shouldn't. Spirit Squad's finisher is probably the most devastating finisher because it's five it, dudes throwing you the fuck up and letting you die. It genuinely looks like <laughs> one of the most painful things that could happen in wrestling. Yeah, like for real. They're kind of drawing, quartering you in the air and then letting you fall <laughs> Listen, to your fucking devices. <laughs> Playing a not insignificant amount of Mortal Kombat 11 recently, and that yeah. is that is five percent off of a fatality. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. <laughs> fuck what culture? Fuck cultaholic. You want the real brutal, honest truth? The most <laughs> devastating finisher. It's, it's the Spirit yeah. Squad. Because like, like, oh no, an RKO. <laughs> oh no, a stunner. Like, how about getting tossed ten feet in the air and then just crashing? And then the they just turn a, their backs <laughs> on you and wait for you to drop. Yeah, they, they just toss you ten feet in the air and <laughs> don't even fall. Bitch. Holy shit! Yeah, they, you're they, right. They, they throw you ten feet in the air and don't even watch you as you plummet yep. to hell. Yeah, they, they pretty much. Give you that's, that fucking courtesy. That's it, Vince. That's the move. That's yes. the fucking move. So what's your finish? <laughs> We're just gonna throw him in the air and let him die. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that yeah, finish man. is incredible. Because I don't think I've ever watched a Spirit Squad match, but that finish right? is awesome. Because yeah, I really thought that is the weapon of mass destruction. Yeah, not cause, caring. Because I thought they were gonna like just they were doing that to pick him up to place him on the table, and I was like, "You're really getting all five guys to just pick him." Oh my, oh god, my god, he's god. dead. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> that's how they beat. That's how they beat Big Show and Kane too. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's great. Really oh. good. What do you think, noobs? So there's two moments. Okay. <laughs> two mo- the Vince taking that drop off of the the top of the the platform. Yes, where he got yeah. crossbody oh, no, off of the stage. He got crossbody off of the stage. I was not ready for that one. That was like, that was nowhere. Shit. That was incredible. Yep. Like, pardon me. Like the first note I had was Shane near the top of the ramp always triggers me. Yeah. Because I think of the Kurt Angle King of yes. the Ring. Yeah. Um. And- he got bonked in that stage pretty bad. Like, yeah, like that was state, pretty yeah. bad. That was pretty bad. Also, 
when Vince takes that drop, when they show the previews, there's one preview where there's an there's an employee sitting in a chair, just kind of nonchalantly, like just like watching. Yeah. And you see his fate. You see him looking up as they drop and following following it, mm -hmm. and then no selling it completely. <laughs> just just just. I guys watched people die before. Just you've seen this what? squad finisher too many times. Whatever. He's, he's dead on the inside. <laughs> It's just like whatever, <laughs> but then my favorite thing, my favorite thing was like the idea that the fucking the fucking spirit squad have to pick up Vince on their shoulders. Yes, I would be so fucking nervous if I was a member of the spirit squad and I had got tasked to lift yes. the boss oh up God. on my shoulders. Oh like, my God. when you think about that, just like, holy shit. How nervous yeah. were they? Oh yeah. my God. The match was okay. It It is what it was. It is what it is. It was just like, eh. yeah, <laughs> it was fun. It was fun mainly because you had the moment of like Shawn Michaels, like going, I'm just going to let Jesus catch me. Yeah. And he just falls <laughs> off. <laughs> just like, what? It was went so out of nowhere. You it was, are it was the a great, beneath like they, my yeah, They did a great job of, of covering it. You did, they didn't focus on the spirit squad. Because it was really shocking when he... It was like, oh no, Sean, you jumped in the wrong direction. You're going to go meet God. Yep. So fucking good. But yeah, just really fun. Good time. It's, it's, it is exactly what it needs to be. Uh... Then we go to the back to see the uh, real-life Milhouse Van Houten interviewing John Cena. Uh, God damn it. Fucking <laughs> uh, <laughs> what? He looks, he's the real-life Milhouse from The Simpsons. What's his name? Oh. What's his name? Um, Todd Grisham? Yeah, Milhouse. Yeah. Um, yeah. He mentions how he... he Look, agreed. right now, just because they're not going to matter in this fucking run, one of my favorite underrated, no one gives a shit about commentary teams was Todd Grisham and Matt Stryker for ECW. Fuck you guys. Oh, no, listen, I'm sure he seems like he seems good at his job, but look at him. He If Bill House was a real person, it would be him. Like, yeah, and also you, we're going to get one of the worst Matt Stryker vignettes for this shit in a minute. Yeah, can so. you not see him like getting bumped... And his glasses falling off and him just my glasses. Like, yeah. No, I see him. him I see him going, My ankles, they're the toughest to gain mass. Yes. I see yes. him screaming <laughs> that yes. line. Just, that is a just, cut of a millhouse line. Oh my god. Just and fucking I will be appreciated yeah, for it. <laughs> <laughs> he wants he's 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 Millhouse's daddy where he wants you to listen to his single, Can I Borrow a Feeling? Uh <laughs> <laughs> so a little bit of a, a segment as he just he basically just talks about he he mentions the crowd turning on Cena and, and stuff like that. Who was the basketball player that he was hinting at? Because he says illegally tr acquiring basketball. Oh, that players. was Matt, that was in the next segment. I don't remember. It's fucking Kentucky. That's what they do. Okay. It's, <laughs> Kentucky's just kind of always been in hot water. Listen, Grisham and Grisham and Stryker, I get them. Yeah, so I get so, them confused. So, I did like, just put was, them together. Yeah, I was watching the like looking on the little timeline. I was like, boy, there's a really big gap between the last two matches. Yeah, <laughs> boy. Yep. And yeah. Then we get a Matt Stryker. So Matt Stryker is a teacher gimmick because he was a real life teacher and he got fired because he got caught using sig days to wrestle in Japan. 
uh like he was like calling in sick saying he was sick and then like somebody stumbled across a youtube video of him in like fucking dragon gate or something like that and like uh, vince is just like i love him yeah. so matt striker is just dean douglas that's that's his gimmick he's dean douglas yeah. um he comes out there's a desk in the ring there's a there's a a, a chalkboard where he writes his name because that's what you do if you're a teacher yeah. uh and the weird fucking gimmick he talks about kentucky and he talks about somebody from kentucky and he introduces eugene god bless nick densmore eugene (sighs) character but from all accounts nick densmore is a genuinely good dude and he really did his best to turn chicken salad out chicken shit like eugene the fact that Eugene wasn't dead on arrival says a lot about Nick Dinsmore as a performer. Eugene and I feel was, like he doesn't get enough success. Eugene was yeah. over as a character for like two he really years. Was. He really it's, yeah. and it's part of it was because how good he is. Like it never felt mean spirited. No. Because yeah. Nick Dinsmore made sure it wasn't. Yeah. That was he was in control of that. And he always towed the line in a very I don't want to say respectful, but like empathetic way it, uh-huh. yeah. it should have been Absolutely. worse than it was uh and that's all on him like he does not get the respect he deserves yeah he gave a shit yeah um so matt striker is like eugene you're from kentucky people from kentucky are idiots i bet you can't even spell your real name and then eugene's like no i can and so he hands eugene the the uh chalk and eugene underneath matt striker's name on the chalkboard wrote Loves poop. Got him. <laughs> Got him. You can't siren me like that. Like Jesus two weeks worth of attention, baby. Worth it. Got him. Booyah. <laughs> I do not like My poop. mom's coming to pick me up and take me to Wendy's. Yes, <laughs> just. I'm gonna. Fuck you, fuck you, man. I'm getting a frosty. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, then Eugene was picking his nose and the camera started to zoom in on his booger and I fucking fast forwarded because that's the one thing that like genuinely grosses me out. I was like, nope, nope, I'm done with we this We got second. a I'm fucking work, we got a fucking working booger. Yeah, like, I'm, nope, nope, I'm gonna throw, it's like, Let's that's go. the one Move thing that on. will, like, will get me and I was like, uh, nope, 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 nope. Really? Uh, yeah, Interesting. Like, yeah, for, it's just like, uh, like, uh, like, I remember one time I was in, in high school marching band we had, like, they brought us water, so we each had, like, little styrofoam cups, and somebody just, like, spit up this huge loogie in the cup and, like, Stop kept it. trying to put it near my face, and I almost threw up in the stands. Interesting. It's the one thing. Uh, but I think, but, like, <laughs> if, if there's nothing else we take yeah. away from this, it's that Matt Striker goes <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, boy. Uh, main event time. Yeah, boy. Pretty interesting booking leading up to this match. Triple H beat Cena, Cena beat Edge, Edge beat Triple H. Yep. Two thumbs up. I approve of that. Rock uh, beats paper. It's, it's like the shield where uh, Roman beat Dean. Dean beat Seth. Seth beat Roman. Yeah. Uh, uh, Edge is out first, followed by Triple H, and finally John Cena. Uh, just Edge in the first like four minutes of this match is just mwah. Yeah, so he immediately ducks out of the oh, ring. Oh no, you got you guys. No, no, no it's good. It's yeah, good. like yeah. Cena, Cena, and Triple H go back and forth. Oh, Cena, Cena covers Triple H and oh, Edge God. breaks it up. Yeah. I just, I just realized I missed this. Like during the promo package, tr- 
Triple H coming out and demanding a rematch after he loses clean. After he submitted in the middle of the yep. ring at WrestleMania. It, at WrestleMania is just quintessential Triple H. Just, yeah, it, it, only it, work, it only works for guys like him, I swear it, to God. It, it does. For, it, like, it makes sense in his character, and I love oh, it. Oh, yes. It does, Absolutely. but it's just like, mwah. Yes. Oh, yes, yes. beautiful. Oh, yeah. Um, I only tapped out because I was worried about something other about the oven. And you know what, though? The oven's fine. So now I can kick your ass. And the best thing is he even said he's like, overestimated. Or I underestimated you. And because of that, I deserve a rematch. <laughs> what? You beat like, Kurt Angle seven times in a row. But I still thought I could take you. But now it, I'm ready. In the in like the triple in the kayfabe of Triple H's mind, he was like, <laughs> "I admitted that I underestimated him. Therefore, I deserve a rematch because that's like the the most selfless <laughs> thing I can do. Like I, I should be rewarded for that." I just want to give him like the Nathan Explosion voice from Metal Apocalypse. <laughs> you know, you know those kind of good. It was like you didn't completely fucking suck. So I guess maybe we should like have a rematch. That's like your reward, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> You're, w- fucking, you're welcome. Fucking Teddy Long's in the background. Blues train a coming blue. <laughs> Tag team with the Undertaker. God. That's my go to like Metalocalypse reference. It's just that <laughs> episode of Metalocalypse. You like, love it. Yeah. Just, good old okay. blues. Cra- anyway, so Edge is outside <laughs> the ring watching Triple H and Cena fight. Cena oh. goes for a cover. Edge breaks it up. Triple H goes for a cover. Edge breaks it up. And then. So, Edge gets on the ring apron, and Cena and Triple What are you guys H doing? Are, are just you, what, punching why are each other back at? and forth. What? And why, Edge, what, what? Holy shit! And then Edge is just watching it like, yeah, yeah. And then he starts oh, like, throwing no. punches in the air, just like, yeah, punch. You you yeah, get him, and you punch. get, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, all this built up to Triple H turning face. It was so good. And then right. they both, Fucking yeah. Weird. Then they both turn, look at Edge, yank him in the ring, and away we go. Uh, and then uh, Cena gets taken out on the outside. Edge and Triple H spar for a while. Uh, Cena takes out Edge or Triple H, and Edge is laying in the ring. And Cena goes to the top rope and hits a splash on Edge. Which yeah, is, that was very what? random. A room? Yeah, the I was what? like, oh, what kind of flying nothing is this gonna? Oh dear God, he hit it. It was like, yeah. <laughs> it, it was as shocking as the uh, Spirit Squad finisher. It's like, oh, what's this gonna be? Oh dear God. Um, <laughs> then uh, Cena goes to the five knuckle shuffle, but Lita takes him out. Holy shit! Cena fights out of a Triple H sleeper. Then Edge gets Triple H in a sleeper. Then Cena gets the two of them up for the AA. Then Edge wiggles, wiggles out and hits Cena with a spear while Cena was still holding Triple H. Holy crap, what a great... That like, had oh. yeah. been the first attempt to a double yes. FU AA because so the crowd happened, fucking stood up yeah. and exploded. And then... Like, like it, they were witnessing the Andre... Um, yeah, dr- the dunk. Hulk Hogan, yeah. yeah. Like, and then JR was like, could you imagine a, a double FU? And I thought it was like, wasn't it show and edge at Mania where he hits them both with a double AA? Which was like, you know, three years after this. Yeah, like, yeah. like yeah, down the line. But this like, is so like one of the like, first times yeah. he picks up yep. two yeah. motherfuckers. It just, it just amuses me. Yep. Like, could you imagine a double AA? And I was like, oh, when he did hit it, he hit it on edge. Huh. Yeah. Uh, like, but, which makes me think how much praise Cena gave to Edge for their matches and stuff. Yeah. That Edge probably gave it to him first. It's like, dude, have you ever thought about picking up two motherfuckers? 
Yeah. Well, and no, Cena's like, like, holy shit. <laughs> my favorite thing about this feud between Cena and Edge, and I think we get to it eventually, it just, it devolves into, like, they're having a promo in the middle of the ring, like, they're just sitting chair chair and chair, like, just, like, looking at each other, and Edge just goes, I hate you, John. <laughs> I hate you. Like, I think that's, that's uh, right before the Unforgiven. Yeah, like, it's just like, He's just so, like, sick of it. He's just like, I'm done with you, John. I yeah. fucking hate your guts. Like, you, it's just, just... You, squashed me at May- you squashed me at the Rumble. I'm so tired. I just want yeah. to bone Lita and have your title. Why won't you just give it to me? Give me the title. Give me, yeah. the title, give me what John. I want, John. Give, give me what I want. Give no, me Batista. I want it. I want it. Give no. it. No. So tell me what I want. Whatever. I just, I just think oh, about Paul Rudd from, from Parks and Recreation when he's running for city council against Leslie. And he's like, guys, just, just, just drop out of the race. Just like this is a lot of hard work, and it'd be, it'd be so cool if you dropped out of the race, you guys. We can go to my dad's lake house. Just, just <laughs> drop out of the race, please. Drop out of the race. Just please drop out of the race. I don't know just... if you meant to do this, but now I just suddenly see Edge as an evil Paul Rudd, and it's kind I mean, of yeah, amazing. I could see it. Yeah, they have similar Pretty damn like, close. face structure. If they neither, had given him like a age. slightly better face run than what he had, yeah, his like, face runs aren't bad, but they, they could have yeah. been. Awful. I think his best the face run with him and Ray. Jericho. Yeah. Um, oh, but, I meant after this. After. Yeah. Because yeah, like, I know he has face runs before this. We, yeah. yeah. But yeah, like um, I like he and Paul Rudd have similar looking faces. Neither have aged in like twenty years. That's not so, you know, true. true. Some bullshit. They're both uh, sweethearts. They are. They're beautiful men. Uh, Triple H crawls out of the ring after the spear and takes the opportunity to blade for Edge slingshots him into the ring post. And then he fucking yeah. Then. Triple H, Edge hits Triple H with a leaping DDT on the Spanish announce table, and what did that table say to the God of Break? Not Arriba. <laughs> Not that too. What did the table say to the God of Break? No mas. <laughs> also, no mas, did we senor. miss? Did me? Did we miss a Lita damn near killing herself with that chair? No, that's later. That's okay. Later. Okay. Yeah, oh, you mean end. Triple that's H damn near killing her? No. Well, no, no, H no. Lita Triple like H, Lita we'll like throws. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. All right. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll yeah. Get there. Uh, Cena gets Edge in the STF, and Triple H makes it up with a mic to Cena's head, and then Cena gets Triple H in the STF, and Jesus Christ, this is uncomfortable to watch. Triple H caught oh. a vein or something, and like we use the phrase "crimson mask" to describe like having, but his does a lot face of blood. Was nothing but crimson. It was a true. <laughs> I yeah. I do I a boy. I realize like. Oh, I don't like this. There is a certain, there is a point of that's, diminishing returns for me, and I don't like this at all. Boy, Just, that's I, a lot of fucking blood there. That's pretty fucking metal. It's a lot of fucking blood. It's an incredible shot of Triple H, like, yelling and, like, roaring, trying to get out of the STF, but, like, oh, my God. His whole face is, like, literally blood red. It's it's not it's even a coat of paint. It's yeah. a basking of it. It's like he I wonder if... his face in blood. This is this is me being dumb because I really don't know how it all works. But yeah. I wonder if after he bladed, when he actually did run up into that post, if it cut it a little more. Uh, it, he could have tried to hard way it open a little more if he had wanted yeah. to. Um, yeah. I just need a little bit more. Oh, shit. But, oh, shit. But oh, fuck. He, yeah, because like I, I remember uh, Stone Cold talking about in, in his uh, commentary of his X7 match with The Rock. Uh, yeah. Because with the Rock blades in that match, oh, but he was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. he was like, ah, it didn't quite do it for me. So I, I gave him a couple of potatoes to open him up a little bit more. But even then, <laughs> you can't open <laughs> it up that much. 
just by doing a little hard way. Yeah. Like you get, you don't get that much blood. Cause like when you do it hard way, what you're doing is you're just like scraping the cut a little bit to get a little bit more blood flow. Sure, sure, that sure. much blood flow. You have hit like a vein, an artery. Like, oh yeah. He definitely hit a vein. You hit a vein yes. with the razor and he oh my dug God, a little too deep in that. That's what happened. Yeah. That's what happened. Yeah. To Eddie. Like, yeah, I was fixing to say, like, yeah. this is probably on the Eddie scale, maybe, yes, like, number like, five it's or close. six. Yeah, it's close. Yeah, like, it's like seven Eddies out of ten. It's, yeah, it's, it's getting there. It's, it's, literally not, covering, it's not covering yeah. the mat. Yeah, it's, it's not close, dangerous, though. but it's like... Just because of statistics and stuff, I really would like to see a top ten, like, Blade yeah. Jobs Gone Wrong list. Because I yeah. want to see, like, uh, clearly Eddie would be number one, but I want to yeah. see the other, the runner-ups. yeah. Like, uh, like the, the runner-up, like I'll tell you the runner-up. It's the 2004 Royal Rumble between Shawn Michaels and Triple H. Yeah, that one's up there. Yeah. Like, Fuck they it, had I to, assume they Joey had to... Mercury's going to be up there by accident. Mm. Uh, uh, it's not a blade, blade job, job, so I guess it wouldn't count. Accidental injury, but like, like yeah. um, just like blood perfect... in general, maybe. Yeah, just Ric Flair has yeah, to be there. Ric Flair's on there. The perfect blade job is Stone Cold at WrestleMania 13. Yep. Like because oh, him, because it was that he, natural he, as fuck. He had he had the right amount of blood in because it was a similar yes. image of Triple H fighting out of the SDF and Stone Cold yeah. in the Sharpshooter. But Stone Cold like Stone Cold was you could different. still see the edges of you could his still face. see the edges. You can't of his see face. shit with Triple yeah, H. Triple H. It looks like it literally looks like he's wearing a mask. Like it looks yeah. like he had a bucket of paint and he was just like bobbing for apples in it. So yeah. yeah, so this is supposed to be like some of their lowest points and ratings and stuff, and also. Yeah general attendance popularity and i think it's probably the most they blade between like oh four and oh six i can see that red equals green man not tvpg yep. yet yep yeah and uh, no one blades more than him in hbk of course i'm uh, pretty sure we see them blade like every pay-per-view we saw them both blade in this show yeah <laughs> i know that's what i'm saying oh yeah yeah absolutely um triple h gets to the ropes and cena breaks the hold then cena gets triple h out for the haa but triple h fights out Cena gets him back in the STF. Uh, okay. The STF, it's called the STFU right now. Yes. Yeah. For shut the fuck up. Yeah. How, like, honestly, the only thing that seems painful in this submission is the leg. Yeah, I mean, it's it's right. just a cross face. Like, and it's, it's but a I think the idea is hooked. that he is applying pressure to the throat. But he's, like, he's, he's applying a lot of pressure to your lower back. And he is pulling on your throat. You're getting but it's just, yeah. it's just but it's to, not as good as like the a standard crossface of the yeah, lock. To yeah. me, it looks like noobs just, just get a small child and see if you go to jail. To me, <laughs> no, just try I don't want to get a small child. Um, oh dear, but no, it's just like <laughs> sorry. It just looks like it just enough. it just yep. kind of looks like he's like comfort like Cena's comforting yeah. him with his forearms. Well, just like the oh, there with we Cena go. And the STF yeah. always he never tightened it like. Stone Cold would say all yep. the time, just like, God damn boy, you need to tighten that STF up. Like he never <laughs> he would never get it snug as as because no. like like Benoit uh and 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 Daniel Bryan would were are masters of the crossface because like they know how to cinch it in. And and yeah. Cena I don't understand why Cena would win matches. Like Cena should never win a match by submission. I don't get it because the ST, he's not great at it. He's a power wrestler. He's not a submission guy. How has Cena won multiple WrestleMania main events by submission? It doesn't make any sense. Do you, yeah. Do you, do you know where uh, the STFU came from? Where? Um, only a couple months ago against Kurt Angle in a submission match for the title. Ah, as first yeah. as he brought it out. And so yep. they were like, that should be, that should be the end of the main event of WrestleMania. 
they they decided that move should beat Kurt fucking Angle. Yep. It's <laughs> it's weird. Like it's it's a good move in a vacuum, but Cena, he's too big. He's too big. Look, I to, don't to be able like, to do a hate, move like hate that. Cena, but most of Cena it works better in a vacuum. Yeah, true. Yeah. Uh uh Edge comes back to the match and climbs the top rope, causing Cena to break the hold and going to the corner to fight Edge, which causes a ref bump. Uh, Cena gets Edge out for the AA in the, on the middle rope, but Triple H gets underneath the two of them, and Samoan drops the other two men back into the ring. So good. <clears throat> Lita gets a chair and gets in the ring and charges Triple H. Triple H catches her and hits her with a spine buster, saving it, her life. It Yeah, <laughs> no, like because what happens is, is she runs at him with the chair. The moment he touches her, she like throws the chair up. Yeah, and then the chair comes down, and as Triple H spins her around to this to do the spine buster, he sees that the chair is prime and ready to impale this poor woman. Yeah, because it like opens a little bit and lands on its side, so it's you know yes, because the spot was probably originally like try and throw it down there, and I'll spine buster you on the chair. I'd imagine yeah, that's what what the spot was going to be. And he managed to split second here. catch it standing up, and he's like, "Oh shit!" Keep turning. You know what turning. it is? What? It's it's AJ Styles saving James Ellsworth alive. Oh, one hundred percent. That kind of that stuff, was. absolutely. Like like he. That's why Triple H is so good because he right, sees yeah. that and in a split second is able to make that adjustment and mm-hmm. and avoid like no like you can count the number of people who could do something like that on two hands. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, I guess what I was saying, like, almost killed her as well, is because it still was a spot he was aiming for. Yeah. So so it was both, like, his fault and him saving her, because yeah. he had 100% control. Yeah. Like, like if he wasn't her, good enough, he would have killed her, but he is good enough, so he yeah. saved her. Her life is in your hands, dude. Yeah. Uh, also, what did he need a ref bump for this? Not a goddamn reason. Triple threat matches are no DQ, which JR points out and still got the ref sitting in the corner looking like he got pepper sprayed, rubbing his eyes for 10 minutes. Yeah. It's weird. This this is when the match goes bad. Up until yeah. this point, I loved everything oh, about yeah. it. Three-fourths of this match is great. Three-fourths of this match is a solid, like, it is. it is each one of these guys being used in the best way. Yep. Edge, with his great heel character work, Cena being Superman and Triple H being the cerebral assassin who will pick you apart piece by piece. Yep. Then Triple H picks up the chair but tosses it aside and goes to retrieve a sledgehammer from underneath. No, the no, ring. no, 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 no. You're, you're, you're saying this wrong. Triple H realizes that chair is an on brand with me at this yes. point. Yeah. <laughs> goes and grabs a fucker. Like he takes his time. It's like, motherfucker, the chair would still work. No, the chairs are for bitches. <laughs> Chair, chairs are foldable. This one's not. Yeah, you seen anybody fold a sledgehammer? Man, that'd be fucking metal, though. I should try like sledgehammer. Let me get on that shit. <laughs> the sledgehammer uh, folds you, motherfucker. <laughs> Triple H gets back in the ring and waits for Cena to get up, but Edge hits him with a spear out of nowhere. Then Edge gets the sledgehammer and charges at Cena, but Cena gets Edge up for the AA. But Triple H hits him with a low blow that Cena no sells and counters a pedigree into a roll up to win. And retain his title in 17 minutes and 33 seconds. Triple H <clears throat> immediately gets his heat back, taking out Edge, Cena, and the ref with the sledgehammer, delivering a bunch of crotch chops to Cena and Edge, adding to the DX to merch reunion foreshadowing for the Rednecks in Kentucky. And Cena wins, but the show ends with Triple H's music sp- music playing. Cheers. 
Did he come out to the... He came out to the yes, different songs. Yep. Did the he? King of Kings? Yep. He came out, he, oh, he yeah, came out to the game, and he left with King of Kings. King of King, because yeah. in, in the match, or like early in the match or during his entrance, JR was like, you know, he's had a lot of nicknames, but lately he started calling himself the King of Kings. Like, this was right when he first adopted that. Yeah, his uh his WrestleMania entrance was his first decked out king entrance yes, kind of style. Yes, it was his first Shao He was very was co- this was very co- was no, this no, no, one of the first Shao Kahn was the golden one. This one was yeah, more he like was Conan. Conan. Yeah. yeah, was this one of the first one like first pay per views that the King of Kings yes. song debuted? Yes, yeah, definitely yep. one of the one, like I don't know if it was the first, but like really early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. interesting. Yep. Like I also I also love the fact that it's like Triple H never hit a pedigree never. in this match. The only. <laughs> finisher that connected in this match was the spear twice two spears yep Uh it kind kind of buries edge a wee bit to me also this is my least this is what i hate about cena the most not not his moves not not what he does maybe not even how he wins exactly even though the roll-up thing was bullshit the fucking pissant condescending look he has on his face after he wins like yep. oh my god i won holy shit like like you just fucking won the beauty pageant when your mom your aunt and your sister are the fucking judges <laughs> like go fuck yourself man don't don't do this by the neck of my teeth oh look at me i'm an underdog i hate it i yeah, hate man. the look on his stupid you, face you it makes me want to punch i want to punch his face there's something about his face he you can't hate john fix cena. it makes me want to punch his face you hate john cena because he doesn't recognize his own privilege yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, he's, that's a good oof, yeah. yeah. He's, he's cuz it's the thing with Cena, right? Where it's like somebody cuts out, comes out, cuts an incredible promo on him. He always the same thing. He takes off his baseball cap, scratches his bald spot and says, "Fine speech." And then says they got a little <laughs> dick and makes some homophobic joke and that's the end of the segment. Like that was Cena for 10 years. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. And then, every, like so much about John Cena's character was, and it's one of my least favorite uh, 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 tendencies in a person. Yeah. He was very dismissive. Yeah. And yeah, I, I hate And that. he plays himself off as an everyman. Like, oh, that was yeah, he's sure lucky be, by the son of a plumber. You ain't no fucking son of no yeah, fucking he's plumber. He's meant to be the underdog. He's meant to be the blue collar everyman. And he's not. And he's but like, you're not when you look like Mark Wahlberg ate Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, he's he's proto. <laughs> he's like, he's like almost proto Bo Dallas of like in another universe. That would be his character is that everybody Except- hates him, but he's delusional. <laughs> yeah. Except Bo Dallas is the great Kali. Like what the <laughs> <laughs> Bo Dallas just sitting there. Your problem like, is you do not believe me. Believe. I love you. <laughs> you Christmas. Yes, that. Ooh, yours is better. This That's is the best. yeah. That was really good. good. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm <laughs> like this one wasn't as bad as the Royal Rumble match because that one was no. just abysmal. But yep. yeah, but yeah, it's this just, was great until the last like, two just, minutes. It was great until the last five minutes, yeah. It doesn't beat RVD versus R. Not at all. Well, no, but there's more than... You can have more than one good match, Nubian. <laughs> Nubian. <laughs> That's what I call you when I have issues. God <laughs> God damn it. Okay, so... Jesus. This just turned into Crazy Ira and the Douche Morning Zoo. Uh, uh, and the Wombat. Uh, Wacky Wallaby. So, so yeah. So <laughs> what, what do you think of the match news? 
<laughs> I thought, uh, honestly, it was just like, eh. There was one moment where John Cena countered the pedigree into an STF, and it was so smooth. Yeah. It was so good. Yes. Like, I was just like, okay, that's pretty goddamn worth it. Yeah. But then there were yeah. moments where it's just like, ah. Yeah. His work ethic does not match how he feels when it's over, and I don't yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. Yep. He he is good in the ring. He works his ass off. But as soon as that bell rings and he's won, he's like, oh, man, man, a lot of props to, you know, my opponent. I just devastated and stuff. It did pretty good. Maybe on another night, it'd be kind of different, except, you know, I'm fucking Superman. But, you know, he's a good guy. Yeah. yeah. Fuck that shit. Yeah. Uh, I'm done being beautiful. mad, I promise. Uh, but yeah, so the show overall. He's not like, fucking middle enough. Fuck that guy. It, it, it didn't have, like, many low lows because even the triple h or the big show kane match was fine it was good until may 19th like, it was exactly what it what you expected it to be like if you went yeah. into that with your expectations not in the basement then i don't know what to tell you but uh <laughs> and i'm but almost man. positive guys on on my honor i think we're done with carlito and chris masters oh man <laughs> Aww. Aww. and thus ends the nega powers uh, the i was nega. very that's better i love the I was very proud of myself when I wrote that. I was like, yeah, that's ah, ah, clever. Um, I, I was smiling. I may not laugh, but I definitely <laughs> was smiling. But yeah, uh, but yeah, but, but I mean, fucking, I would, I'll watch this show five times if it means I get to, if, if it, if I have to watch the whole show to watch RVD versus Shelton, I'll watch the whole yeah. show. Uh huh. Because dear God, that match is so good. Ah, uh, perfect. Agreement. Uh, so yeah. Um, yeah. hey, Jesse? Yo. What we got next? One night stand? You one night fucking stand. Ah. Uh, Cena wins, we riot. Only there There's only one bad match in that entire thing. Oh, I'm trying to think of what it is. Boy, it, I've well, seen two matches and I hate both of them. Well, cause is that the one where it starts with Taz and Jerry Lawler or is that two thousand five? Nope. You're no, you're sorry, right on the money. Oh, I forgot. You know what? I saw that and I thought it was a dark match. That's my fault. <laughs> no, Jesse, like I, yeah. I was watching it a little bit today just to, like, start, yeah. like, getting ahead of yeah. this. The Kurt Angle and Randy Orton match can fucking it's, suck a dick. It's rough. That oh, match is, is it rough. bad? Yeah. Oh, it's well, not I fun. remember it differently okay. then. Now, here's the thing that you have to remember. Yeah. Those fans in that arena did not go there to watch wrestling. They did go there to chant. Yes. And, uh, and, and, and with that fan base... You know what match you definitely don't put on the show? Randy Kurt Orton Angle versus right Kurt Angle. And look, so warning, there's a rematch between those two specifically at Vengeance, so maybe they redeem themselves. I mean, listen, I think in a vacuum, those two guys be. Can put on I'm a probably really going to watch I'm probably going to watch One Night Stand yeah. muted. Like um, those two guys can put on a really good match, but this is not the show to do it. Don't all. watch it yeah. muted. Don't watch it don't, muted. You need to hear you, that crowd. You, you got to you got to I'm aware of the crowd, though. I know. But, oh, like, trust but, me. But I can most imagine. Most of the time, but most of the time, yeah. it's um God, the the jump. match that I know is going to be a problem because it ends very bullshitly is uh, Mysterio Ray. and Sabu. Yeah, yeah, Ray and Sabu is. I don't know why ending. it ended that way, and it's pretty. It's, I'm looking yeah, forward to that. Sabu. Uh, oh, you, yeah. you don't know anything about it, do you, noobs? I know a lot about. Do you remember. I don't know a lot. I only know about the RVB, RVD and John Cena. Match Let me go. The um, I'll put it this way: the match after Ray and Sabu is what 
kind of in a weird way and i don't know why because it's pretty fucked up but it's good that it's might be so one of my good. favorite early matches when i w- started watching it's, okay it's, it's not it's weird it's better it's, than it should be because it, it, it's that's, kind that's of, exactly it that's it's yeah. it's edge lita and mick foley versus Belula McGillicuddy, Terry Funk, Beulah. and Tommy Dreamer. Beulah McGillicuddy, Terry Funk, yeah. and Tommy Dreamer. What and it is, the storyline is great, match. and they tell about it, but yeah. it's like Edge convinces Foley to come over to the dark side because their hardcore match was so cool at WrestleMania. Yeah. I'm a hardcore and then, legend, you're a hardcore yeah. legend. And then Dreamer and Funk come out, and it's like, you guys, that wasn't shit. And Beulah just gets to come out because... Beulah's in it to celebrate the fact that her and a fucking referee had the bloodiest match in wrestling history. Yep. Um, I don't know how well you know that noobs because they they really hyped it up like more after the ECW stuff with the best of in 07 and 08. Um, but there was a there was a match between Beulah McGillicuddy, which I think is still Tommy Dreamer's wife or was then girlfriend. I can't remember now. Um. Oh yeah, they were married for a bit. They're, I don't think they are anymore. Her huh. and um, a referee had an Extreme Rules match or, or whatever in ECW, and it tore the fucking house down. Bill Alfonso, and they're not traditional wrestlers or anything, but Fonzo lost an ass load of blood. It okay. was fucking insane. It's it goes down in history as hey, this fucking happened in wrestling kind of thing. Yeah, you know, back in '97, and it's not like. It's not a bad batch either. And again, like those two were not trained at that point. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Uh, she also was a backup dancer for Prince. Oh, uh, that's something. But yeah, it's One Night Stand 2006 is a, is a fascinating show. And I'm really glad we're watching it because it is, it is the perfect example of what this podcast wants to do. Of This is a time capsule of a show yeah oh yeah because and regardless of the sorry uh, um, though we're here for the edge stuff everything around it is like it's the meat on the bone Mm -hmm. because honestly regardless of the kurt angle randy orton thing this promised something with wwe ecw that did not get delivered. Because this was the show that, like, was it, like, the the week? Like, it, it was, like, two days after that WWE CW premiered, right? It was the same yeah, week, Yeah, pretty right? much. Yeah. Yeah. Because they shot, they shot WWE CW on Tuesdays, and it aired it on Tuesdays. And this was on the Sunday. And it was like, all right, ECW's back, you know, new ECW championship, and then the zombie. It's a week. Yeah, yep. that shit. Um, yeah. It's the week after this ECW okay, yeah. because because um, Rob Van Dam is rewarded the ECW title. Yep, because he's a yep. double champion that way. Yep. Oh, so yeah, we will uh, we will be back in in a couple weeks to to discuss that. It's gonna be a fun time. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a weird show, man! Uh, as always, thank you, noobs. Thank you, Jesse, for joining me. Uh, this was a this was it was it was a weird show, but man, we. This is a buck wild show. All right. Uh, we will see you guys it's later. It's a fun ride. Peace. And as always, peace and shine. I could start fucking talking about this and just like ruin this. And this day, it's great. I just love I this. Goddamn. We're going. Yeah!
that's a good song.